Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Just Films In That, the podcast that celebrates films we think are underrated, underappreciated, underseen, or we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I'm your host, Alice. With me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there, Josh. Hello. There he is, everybody. And this week, it was Josh's turn to pick. He went with Monsters vs. Aliens from the year 2009. So let's get straight to it. So, Josh, you picked this week's film, Monsters vs. Aliens, from 2009. So, spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it yet. So, Josh, tell us, what is this film about and why did you pick it? What is the film Monsters vs. Aliens about? Well... I've got a, I've got a bit of a sneaky it's, suspicion. It, it's a sociological <laughs> piece about the difference... No, um... I mean, sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon, she is the voice of a lady... Susan, mm-hmm. and she wants to marry her her boyfriend, fiancé, Derek, and then she is struck by a meteorite which turns her into a giant, super-powered woman. Uh, the government catch her and put her in a secret facility with other... Of course they do. With other, other monsters. <laughs> um, at the same time, an alien called Galaxar invades Earth for a material called... Quant- is it Quantonium? Mm-hmm. And that is the material that gave her her powers, so he wants to get the material out of her to create his big army of clones to rule the universe. Um, That's pretty much it. Uh, I picked this one for a few reasons. So we hadn't done a film like this for a little while. Mm -hmm. It's slightly different, although only a little bit different to Blue Velvet, which we did the other week. (laughs) Just a touch. (laughs) Just just a a bit. Similar (laughs) themes of of abuse and... and Yeah, you know, isolation and maybe not feeling like you're in the right skin or something. (laughs) Taking taking nitrous and, yeah, all that stuff. (laughs) Ears in fields. Um, So... Uh, it's a little bit different. We hadn't done a sort of family-friendly, cartoony-type film for a little while, and I thought it was about time we did one. Mm-hmm. I do think, having looked at the critical reception, that it's a bit underrated. Mm-hmm. I know at the time it did okay in terms of its bud- in terms of its box office relative to its to its budget, but I don't think it did that well. Um, so I think it deserves a bit more love. That's why that's why I picked it. Um, so had you seen this before? 
I hadn't seen it and not 100% sure like if I had heard of it, if I hadn't heard of it, like it's one of those titles I think that maybe I'd sort of seen floating around out there, but hadn't really paid much attention to it. It's difficult with this sort of film, isn't it? Because when they're released, you get all sorts of tie-in promotions. So I reckon you must have walked past a cereal box or a toy at some point and it's limitless itself into your head and you've never (laughs) thought about it again. But but you do recognise the style and you know certain things about it's like i've never seen how to train your dragon oh hey there's a good film yeah but i (laughs) but i but i would recognize the characters from it certainly yeah it's that sort of thing isn't it yeah yeah definitely so no i hadn't seen it so this was my first time seeing it i was quite looking forward to it i do tend to like films like this i'm a big fan of animation i think it really opens the doors for creativity in terms of you know characters and styles and just the way that things can look so i was looking forward to seeing it uh so for you was this like the first time you'd seen it since the first time or is this one that's kind of like on the regular maybe every every year you sort of sit down and watch this i've watched it a couple of so I actually went to see this at the pictures. Oh, did you? And I think we went to see it because I was, I was. It came out in two thousand nine, so I would have been eighteen, nineteen when this came out. So I'm not even the target age then mm. to go and see it. And I think we went to see it because someone else had sold out. Okay, yeah. So you know when there, you go and, and you, you know want to go and see you know a comic film or the big blockbuster, but it's sold out and and you're eighteen, so you're an idiot naturally, um, and you didn't <laughs> think to book tickets ahead. So, yeah, so I think we went to see it. I can't imagine me and all our friends going, shall we go and watch Monsters vs. Aliens? Mm-hmm. It must have been, there was something else, but I can't quite remember what. So I have seen it a couple of times since it came out. It's another one of those films that, you know, we go and see with some friends, so you develop a bit of a, a, affection for through shared experience. So I was interested to, I hadn't watched it for a good few years. Or it could it could be it could be three four years since I last watched it. So I was interested to watch it again to see if it had aged or how it had changed or you know watching it through the eyes of of a of a craggly old thirty one year old <laughs> adult. <laughs> but yeah, so but I still I still have a lot of affection for this film. I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting vibes from you that you weren't that bothered though. Um, that I can might say, be I can an read, accurate. I can read you, you read like me. a book, Oliver. You can read, I can me read like you like a book. I can read you like Bravo Two Zero. We've been doing this too we long. Have, we um, have. So yeah, I wonder if that is the correct way to describe how I felt about it. Is that I just wasn't that bothered. I felt a little bit underwhelmed, mm. and it was just kind of okay. Yeah, so it's not but, bad. It's just meh. Exactly. So but I, yeah. there were things that I did like about it. So okay. of course we will talk about of those course. first. Yeah, yeah. So. It looks phenomenal. Yes. This is some of the best kind of animation, CGI, visual effects, whatever, uh, that I think I've seen. Everything looked amazing. And because we're dealing with things like monsters and aliens, you can really get creative Very colorful, with isn't that. It? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Similar with something like evolution, where mm. you know there were so many different types of aliens. So you just get so many different colors, so many different textures. Along with this, there were various different landscapes as well, because if you're dealing with, you know, space and alien creatures. That that's what you get. You get kind of different uh, spaceships and different planets. Um, so there was a lot going on visually, and I did think it was absolutely stunning to look at. That was the first thing that I noticed that I hadn't noticed before because mm-hmm. I'd never looked at it with a critical eye, which is how amazing it looks, like you say. Mm-hmm. So this was part of... It was the 
was so it was released in two thousand nine, so it's very much in the in the the height of the let's make everything three D to add four quid to cinema tickets craze yeah, following following Avatar, and yeah. you can tell that this was made to be three D. I remember seeing films that if seeing films in three D that weren't meant to be three D. I think we went to see it was uh, the first Thor, and I think we went to see oh god, three um, D, yeah. Uh, the Green Hornet as well with Seth Rogen. Both of those were around 2010, 2011, aren't they? And I, and I you know remember... what I had to see? Go you know on. what I had to see in 3D that I really didn't want to was go The on. Life of Pi. Went to go see that in the cinema. They only had it on A, 3D, and B, not even in IMAX. So it was yeah. a small screen and What's it was 3D. Yeah. I was gutted. That is a film that needs to be seen in IMAX 2D, please, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, apologies. I'm so as glad. I'm so glad that that... That craze is over. Oh, I hated it. I hated, I hated it. it. Gave me a headache. I couldn't yeah. bear it. I couldn't bear it. I remember like, yeah, they say queuing up like you feel like a really grumpy old bastard because you're like, two tickets in 2D, please. 2D only, forever and ever, 2D, You, know, you can keep your glasses, sir. I yeah. will have my 2D. Um, <laughs> but um, so it's meant to be in 3D or some of it's meant to be in 3D. You know, there's a bit at the beginning where the guy's doing bat and the bat. He's got a ball on a string on a bat and he's batting it out. And it's clearly meant to be that the ball, um, you know, reaches out the screen so that you can right, see yeah, it. Yeah, I see what you mean. But that aside, there was other things in it just down to the, the, the style, the animation, the design that I think look amazing. There's a bit where some guys in an Arctic research center or some sort of UFO research center and there's a burger on the desk and it looks like almost... It's got a really interesting mix of photorealism and and cartoony. So no one in mm. it looks like a person. They all look like caricature people, but they look more like people than say Pixar films from around this time. So if you look mm-hmm. at one of the, I don't know the first film that was made around this time would would be something like Ratatouille that comes to mind. Like in that, no one looks like a person. They, they all look like cartoons. I mean, I mm-hmm. love Ratatouille, but. It's the style, isn't it? Whereas this, it's, it is a lot more photorealistic, and I and I think that's that's to its credit. So that was the, that was one of the first things I noticed was just how amazing it looks. Mm-hmm. I think another thing as well was uh, the cast. So obviously the cast in this is very very yeah. good. You've got Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, two guys who I I really really do love seeing yeah. them. Like if they're in a thing, I'll watch it. Um, so I was really excited to see them, and they had a lot of funny moments, particularly. Paul Rudd's character, I actually think, was the funniest. So Derek. The slimy, so our, slimy Leatherman yeah. boyfriend. So he's our heroine's uh, husband, or soon-to-be husband. Um, and he's just obviously turns out to be such a disappointment, like after she gets turned into this, into this giant creature. And he's, I think at the beginning, he's like really scared of her. And then at the end, he's literally just like, but what about my career? And that's all <laughs> that he ever really cared about. Would, uh, and it's really funny. Would Mr. Oliver stay with you if you were turned into a 50-foot woman with... White hair? Of course he would. Of course absolutely he would. would. I absolutely, absolutely guarantee would. he would. He'd love you. it. He would he love does. it. He probably would love it, actually. Yeah, because he's a big giant woman. There's just more of me then. This is my there? wife, more the 50-foot woman. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you are right. There's a great cast in there. Like you say, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen. Then you got Reese Witherspoon, uh, Hugh Laurie, Will Arnett, Rain Wilson, Stephen Colbert, Amy Poehler, Kiefer Sutherland. And they're all... I th- it's one of those films where they all feel I mean it's hard to tell isn't it but they all feel like they're having a quite a good time with it mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, I particularly Stephen Colbert is a highlight for me Reese Witherspoon obviously carries the film and she is the the emotional heart of it and she's pretty excellent in everything that she's in um, 
And uh, but yeah, a highlight for me was Stephen Colbert and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm, certainly. Uh, I do also like that the name, I think the kind of scientific name that they come up with for Susan in her giant state or something is Ginormica. That just really made me laugh. That just really got to me that bit. Another moment actually that I did find really, really funny. So you're going to have to remind me a little bit about what happens in this scene, but they're on either a spaceship or they're in some uh, space base, shall we say. (laughs) And you've got the main characters, which is Susan, and then like her two little buddies, which is we've got Seth Rogen and his character which is like a blue a blue bob yes he's like what is he a blue essentially just a a blob of chemicals yeah 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 bob yeah so there's him there's a couple of others i think hugh laurie's in that group as well isn't he his character yeah so they're walking through and they're trying to fit in with everybody and you know they've got to pretend that they 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 belong there because they're not meant to be there they're sort of infiltrating or they're escaping because they've been locked up so i think they managed to get some lab coats or something but obviously they look completely different to everyone and they just they pass like one of the ordinary guards like one of the guards that's actually there and one of them just turns around and goes to him would you like a gun or something like that <laughs> that really did make me laugh can you remember the exact context behind that is that when he just like, shoots him together? straight away does he? Yeah. So it's, it's when they're on Galax. Galaxarg's the villain who's voiced by Rain Wilson, who's brilliant. Yeah. And his whole thing is cloning himself to repopulate his own planet with himself, I think. And there is a bit where, yeah, like none of them, I think because they're, they've just been cloned, I don't think they can recognize people who are them. Mm-hmm. So they just, yeah, you know, like how they say some animals can't see size or they can't see other animals so like they just see the same thing all the time i think it's meant to be that and yeah they just give them a gun that's one of the things that i really like about this film is i think it's really funny Mm -hmm. so i think i mean i don't know if you found it as funny as i did but there's i think there's a lot of different styles of comedy in there and and it comes back to something we've said before which is there's things in there for the kids and there's things in there for the adults. There's lots of stuff in there that'll make the kids laugh of slapstick and people getting pinged in the face and falling off stuff and all that. You know, kids will love it. But there's also stuff in there that's like really meta and self-referential. So there's a bit in it where Ed Helms plays a news um, anchor or journalist who says something like, UFO has landed in America, the only place UFOs ever land. And that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And obviously, if you're a kid, that would just go over your head because... Why, why would you understand that? Whereas as an adult, you, I, I, mean, I, I still find it really funny. All the stuff with the with the president trying to be brave, I find really funny. The fact that Kiefer Sutherland appears to be playing a hundred year old army general who says he got his tear duct shot off in Vietnam mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, even just some of the silly slapstick bits where the uh, um, the giant needle that that gets fired. At, Susan is she throws it back at a soldier and it hits a normal sized man in the foot and it's just I just find it really funny but it but a lot of it does come from an affection for the film where you've then gone away with your friends and quoted it and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um Mm So did did you find it funny or was it sort of hit and miss? It, it was quite hit and miss, but I think on the whole, a lot more hits. Yeah. And like you say, because there's so many different species and so many different kind of characters coming together that wouldn't ordinarily be together. There's a lot of this misunderstanding and misdirection and that kind of humour. And I did really enjoy that. But no, I did think it was funny. I don't think you're completely wrong there. Um, the other thing as well, I, I really like the concept. I did like the concept. I thought it was interesting i thought it was relatively unique and it does open the doors for creativity and i do think that they utilized that 
probably as much as they could. Mm. It was really ambitious. I think mm. you could tell it's really ambitious in its visuals more than anything. And obviously getting in a cast like that. So you can see where the effort has, has really gone in there, I think. It's a big budget, I think. So I, I think it, yeah. one of the things that, one of the reasons why it was considered as not doing that well because is that it was so it was much. almost like a $200 million budget or something like that, mm. which I think you can tell in the way it looks and the cast and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that is why they were they could do some stuff visually and some other stuff as well, because they definitely, definitely, there's a lot of money in this, and I think it shows probably as well down to the fact that it's 3D, but completely agree with you there, love the concept. Something that I really liked, I wanted to, to get your thoughts on, was... Again, something I hadn't noticed before because I'd never looked at it with this crit- critical eye before was was I quite like, for lack of a better term, the message of it, which is that Susan starts out as, as a, a woman who seems to entirely define herself by her partner's career. And all mm. she wants to do is marry him and move to Paris and be together. She doesn't seem to have any real ambition beyond that. Not that that's a problem. But what I really like is that it takes for her to be turned into a giant, woman to then become friends with these monsters to find hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Who she is or 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 happiness in something that isn't just a partner. I mean, have I just found that out of, have I just pulled that out of my arse? Or is that is that something that you quite liked? Or did you notice it? Or I didn't notice that at all, I'll be honest, Josh. It yeah. wasn't something that I'd considered. But that certainly doesn't mean that it's not there. But when you think about it, of course, in most children's films, 
not that it's necessarily a children's film, but obviously aimed at a younger audience. Yeah, family. They films. do have these yeah. messages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I definitely think I definitely think you're right, and I think that's lovely that you took that message away from it. I did not, however, and perhaps <laughs> that is something that we'll mention when we move on to the dislikes okay, of okay, the episode. Well, okay, well, let's do that then. So we'll move on to discussing anything that we perhaps didn't like about the film or that we would change. So Josh, what what about you? What are you thinking when I come at you with this question? It's tough is what I'm thinking because mm. I've got a lot of affection for this film. Oh, that's I've got friends though. who will absolutely kill me if I go in hard on this film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll take the heat. Yeah, I'll take the but... heat. <laughs> One thing I would say, again, trying to give a balanced argument, is I think there's some pacing issues. I think mm-hmm. it gets... There's some great ideas in there which have then blossomed into great set pieces. I love the set piece in San Francisco where she's running through an empty San Francisco as a giant woman and a giant robot's chasing her. But there are some pacing issues where it's almost like they didn't flesh out what else they wanted to do with the concept. So I think about halfway through, it takes... before. Galaxar, the main bad guy, gets to Earth. It goes a bit boring. So there's probably about 15, 20 minutes where... And and the film couldn't have lost any time because it's more or less bang on an hour and a half. But I think they could have done more with it. What they could have done with it, I'm not too sure. But yeah, I think there's a couple of pacing issues in there. But other than that, I I can't think of anything. But then I think you are going to hit me with your criticism stick. Oh, it's going to be a gentle, a gentle sweep with my criticism. So don't worry, I'm not, I'm not here to ruin your day. But for me, I didn't feel emotionally connected to this film at all. Mm. And I got to a point, it was about halfway through, where I was thinking like, why, why aren't I feeling anything? And I know that I can feel like I've felt pretty big stuff for some of the films we've done. And I know I can feel a lot for animated films like this. Even now when I watch Frozen, I still get goosebumps when she sings Let It Go. It's just a phenomenal moment. And they do this brilliant job. And I'm not just going to bang on about Frozen now for the next 10 minutes, but they do a brilliant job in Frozen of developing characters very, very quickly, very quickly in the sort of first 10 minutes of the film. And with this, I felt like some of that was missing. So when this happens to Susan, obviously, so it starts with a bang, which I really do appreciate. Like, I'm here for that. It's brave. It's bold. Go for it. But she gets turned into this giant woman pretty soon. And you don't you don't know who she is. You don't know what her story is. You get a kind of vague idea about being in this maybe one-sided relationship because you get to meet Derek for a little bit and yeah, he seems like a bit of a douchebag. So you get a, a little amount, I think, but that isn't developed enough for me. So then when you go with her on this journey, I just didn't care enough. I didn't care enough about her well-being, and I didn't care enough about her emotions. And when you haven't got that in a film like this, it does just feel a little bit hollow. Mm. And I just didn't really feel anything for any of the characters. It was funny. It looked phenomenal. But I just, I felt nothing, Josh. I can, Am I dead um, inside? No, no, no you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I, can, I can get on board with that idea. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's where my idea before about being different come from. That's obviously what they must have been aiming for. But I think there might be an element of concept over... Um, execution a little bit which is you've got the, the the monsters that are already there in in the area 51 type facility 
and they are sort of just there for comedy value. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there was a there was probably like like you alluded to there a bit of a missed opportunity about being different and using it as a, as an analogy or an allegory, whatever you want to call it, for being different. Whatever that is, it doesn't have to be labelled. We don't have to say it's because of X, Y, and Z. Just being different. There's plenty of films that you can think of watching as a kid that are about being different, that are there to empower kids who are different. And and this could have probably been one of them. For me, it's counteracted by the fact that I think it's really funny, mm-hmm. but, it, but I could definitely see that there's a bit of a missed opportunity there. I just think, for me, a bit more character development, maybe seeing a few more scenarios. Maybe, if, like, if we had some kind of prologue about susan and her husband and maybe seeing some of their relationship or even like seeing her as a child like maybe something happened to her as a child and then that was why that she is this way that's why that she uh you know like you said her whole like her personality is her husband and it's like she hasn't really got anything has she got else a, going has on she got a job has she got yeah like, what, what is... do her parents do yeah. like let's let's just see some let's see some character building let's see some world building so that when this happens to her when she gets upset i get upset when she gets angry i get angry like i want to i want i am good at immersing myself in mm. things right yeah. even things that are shit Grease too. Okay? Yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah, this yeah, too, the amount yeah. of films that, that i come on in and start saying this is brilliant this yeah, is brilliant Grease because too. i've yeah. Because I've been able to immerse myself into it and I'm there with the characters. And with this, I just wasn't. Another example I thought of as well is, remember Up, take it you've seen Up. Of course, heartbreaking, brilliant. Yeah, well, what they do with, with him, I forget the Carl. main old man's Carl. character. Carl. No, Carl. So what they do with him and his wife mm. uh, at the beginning. It's the most you know, heart- she's not... heartbreaking opening five minutes. Exactly, five minutes. Five minutes and they've done it and you're there. And I do wonder, and nothing against DreamWorks, but I do think that Disney Pixar do a better job than what DreamWorks do. There are obviously some like heavy hitters with DreamWorks. There are some great films. Yeah, Shrek but in terms of emotional that sort of thing, yeah. In turn, well, and I think the Road to El Dorado was yeah, that's DreamWorks true. as well. That's, yeah, it again, is, when you hark back to that, I didn't have a huge emotional connection with the characters. No, and I do wonder. I don't think. This should necessarily be a detrimental thing. The reason that Disney Pixar try and do that is to emotionally manipulate you. Mm. So then I just wonder if DreamWorks are a bit more like, we're not here to emotionally manipulate you. We just want to show you some nice visual yeah, effects maybe, and yeah. have a good time. Pixar <laughs> are sort of like the abusive X, aren't they? They're in your head. <laughs> They're like, let me show you. I'm going to joke, joke, guess who we're going to kill next? Your imaginary childhood friend. Why don't you deal yeah. with that? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you deal with this? Why don't you... Yeah. Why don't, we, why don't we show you people in the afterlife dying, ultimate death? Like Exactly. And I think, for me, it, it, was, it was just missing that. It was just missing that emotional connection. The, overall, that is my only criticism. Yeah. But it's quite a big one. Mm. Because if you're emotionally connected, but I don't know, maybe some of the editing is bad, or maybe some of the sound is bad, or, you know, or this performance was a little bit off or whatever, you can forgive all that. Yeah. But not... I just wasn't in it. I wasn't feeling it. And I really just wasn't that asked about what happens to the characters. So sorry, Josh. No, I, um, <laughs> I don't really have a defense for that because I think that you're, that you're right. I, I agree with you. There mm. is a bit of an emotional disconnect with the film. I would imagine the amount of money that's spent on these films, although I don't know, I'm, I'm not in the industry, that, that 
might be a choice that maybe they go, what can we do to differentiate ourselves from... Because, you know, what what can we do to differentiate ourselves from, from Pixar? Well, because the other thing that a lot of DreamWorks films do is is they don't really do songs. They do do songs, but yeah. it's not... They're almost like they're almost like musicals without songs. Yeah. You know, if you compare yeah. something like The Lion King to The Road to El Dorado, it's very mm. much, this is a musical, it's a retelling of a story, and, and this is what it is. Whereas Road to El Dorado, it's like, it's an adventure film, but there's also, there's, there's a song in it. Mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is monsters versus aliens is it's there to entertain maybe a cynical person would say it's there to sell tickets and merchandise and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and it is funny i do think it's got redeeming qualities so it is funny. so perhaps it is funny. it's not got perhaps the intention is not there to be emotionally involve you but of course also it, it is a missed opportunity in in terms of what it could have done in in that sense if that's what you're looking for which i think both of us usually are So we'll move on now to talking about the critical reception. So I haven't seen this, Josh. I'm going to hazard a guess. So I think you said at the beginning that you did pick it because you actually do think it's quite underrated. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we think about that, if you think it's underrated, you did quite like it, but your understanding of the flaws with it. I wonder if this... I'm going to guess that this got a six. Six. And I'm going to go for a... Bang on six. Bang so on we're talking six, six or sixty percent okay. if we're thinking about rotten um, tomatoes. And um, what would you give it? Probably about about that. six. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't watch this again. No. Like it's got no rewatchability factor for me. I'm so sorry, Josh. Um, but yeah, it's just if it's if a I'm real not... nice podcast we had once. Uh, no. <laughs> The problem is, if you're going to compare it to other films that are animated in this way and you can't help it, but you do, like, again, I've already said it, I've watched Frozen about a million times. Like, I think it's amazing. Mm. I love it. All the early Disney stuff, seen that over and over again, Finding Nemo, Toy Story, et cetera, et cetera. And then this, it just missed the mark for me. So, yeah, probably six. And then maybe I would give it about that too. Okay. Okay. Well, according to IMDb at the time of recording... Mm -hmm. It gets 6.4 out of 10, so 64%. According to Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 59%. And the critics give it, quite surprising actually, 73%. Oh, wow. So that averages out at 65, about 65%. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not hugely underrated, but mm-hmm. I would say this is a solid 7 out of 10 film. Okay. So I would say it is underrated. Now, in terms of it being underseen, I think it did quite well at the box office, but I don't think it had... I don't think it has much longevity. I don't think... I might be wrong. I don't have children, but I don't know if many people are sitting down as families and watching this now because that's the relentless nature of the churn of these films. Mm-hmm. If If you don't watch, you know... Kung Fu Pandas 1 through 3, it's replaced with How to Train Your Dragon, it's replaced with Big Hero 6. There's always the next thing that the kids are going to love. Get the toys, get the, you know, all that sort of thing. Anyway, back to the point. I think six, 65 is a little bit underrated because I think this is a solid 7. I'd probably give it higher, but having talked about what we talked about, I can see some flaws. So I'm going to say it's slightly underrated. What would you mm-hmm. say to that? I am going to allow this yes. because I think... Because you've been really mean about it and you've hurt my feelings. 
that also but you've made you have made a compelling argument and i can't disagree with the things that you've said it's just that i didn't have the same reaction and i wasn't connected to it in that way so i wouldn't i for me that is overrated if we're going to say 65 and a seven would be overrated for me but I'll be kind to you, Josh, and it can slide on in to the underrated vault. It's by the skin of its teeth, Monsters vs. Aliens. By the Aliens. skin of its, it's teeth. It's, it's, yeah. it's walking in there, people are going, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speed 2's like, what the fuck? And everyone's going, listen, they've had a chat. Mum and Dad have spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've said... <laughs> <laughs> they said that I can come and, and play with you, and everyone's like, "But yeah, oh, he's so lame." Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's in, it's underrated, and I'm happy about that. So there we go. By the skin of its teeth, Monsters versus Alien makes it into the underrated vault. Just about. Um, Alice, your turn mm-hmm. to pick next week. Ooh, what? Ha we watching next week. So, something a little bit different from Monsters vs. Aliens. And I think, no, don't groan, Josh, don't groan. <laughs> I think something maybe a little bit different from most of the films that we've done on this Ooh, podcast. But intriguing. Next week, yes. Next week, we are going to be watching Enduring Love. Okay. You pulled a face. Oh my god, ladies okay. and gentlemen, you pulled a well, face. You'll I don't find know out, if it was good, you? if it was bad, or you'll oh my god, out, oh my god. Now I'm literally on the edge no, of my I'm not, seat. I'm not gonna, I will tell you when we record don't the say, episode. Yeah. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's more exciting that way. Ooh, how exciting! Am I going right. to go away and endure enduring love, or am I going to go away and enjoy enduring love? <laughs> oh god! Find out next week. Um, ah. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, it's films of that pod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, TikTok. If there's any new ones that they come out with this year, we'll probably be on that as well eventually. We'll be on them. Our TikTok adventure is going really well. Desperate for <laughs> your love and attention. <laughs> Validate us. <laughs> um, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to give us a rating on Spotify and iTunes, we'd very much appreciate it. We'll be back next week with Enduring Love. Alice Oliver, thank you very much for joining me as ever. Oh, thank you, Josh. Pleasure as always. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.